What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode number 32 of Damn That's Good with Big Salinas Barbecue. Uh, I am Randy Salinas, joined by my brother, Junior Salinas. Uh, we got a good little fun episode coming on. Uh, so without further ado, let's get this party started. Hey, hey, hey. Junior here. We got a great episode coming up. Got some questions. Maybe a new segment that we're going to start. Uh, but uh, last week, we kind of gave you our tips and tricks uh, on some things as we got ready for a cook-off, which we will go over uh, here shortly. But uh, first of all, uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, of course, hit that subscribe uh, button. Hit that like button. Definitely share us out. And let's get going with our sponsors, which are... Holy Smoke Spice Company, Brothers Keepers Barbecue, Prairie Fresh, Mad Cow Cutlery, and uh, Meat Hugger. Uh, be sure to check out their butcher paper on Amazon. Um, and then we got our small business shout outs. Uh, my small business shout out is a company called Still There Shine Sauce. Uh, if you're looking for some good barbecue sauce with some unique flavors like a blackberry sauce, um, some different kind of rubs. They got some North Carolina flavor flair in there. Um, look up still there shine sauce.com. Um, check them out on Facebook. Uh, it's a good little company. They make small batch barbecue sauces, rubs. Uh, you know, definitely give them a try. That's my small business shout out for this episode. Uh, who you got? I've got. Infinite Pro Renovations. We've had some storms come through. Maybe you know, or you want to do some renovating to your house, your outside. Hit these guys up at Pro at Infinite Pro Renovations. Contact our uh, family member, cousin Le uh, Les Delgado. Hit him up. Tell him the Salinas brothers hit you up. You can reach them at 469-891-9890 or at Les delgado.ipr at gmail.com. Uh, of course, you can find them on Facebook uh, at Infinite Pro Re Renovations. Definitely hit them guys up. They will help you with your renovation need. Uh, so that's what we got, but let's dive right into it. Uh, for sure, we were at a cook-off in Weatherford. <clears throat> it went, I would say, fairly well. I think it was about what we were, uh, we would have always liked to do better. I think that's the one thing about us that we should be known. We're always wanting to do better. But, uh, Randy, what were your thoughts overall on the cook-off? Uh, yeah, my final thought, my overall thought was uh, you cannot touch the tickets. You no more touch tickets. You got bad luck with those tickets. Did we not win? <laughs> we not place? When I maybe, it's your place. maybe it's not my tickets. Maybe it's your cooking. Maybe that is the problem. And then messing up the bean recipe. We don't get into that. Okay, mister. First of all, he told me I'll be there at 6.30. Don't show up until like 10.30, 11.30. Four hours uh, later. I was looking at boobies the night before. You were, you were calling dinosaurs. Let's be real. No one called them dinosaurs, <laughs> they were called dinosaurs. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, overall, it was fun. Um, you know, kind of, we kind of were throwing up against 42 teams. Um, to get one call there is really good. Um, you know, first time we went out there two years ago, uh, we took the RV for the first time out. Finished fifth place brisket. 
First time taking the new trailer out. Hit fifth place brisket. Made final table and chicken was 16th. You know, testing out a new brine recipe for the first time. Just kind of changing it and see what what happened and to get 16th. You know, make final table on that was pretty pretty good. Definitely should have been higher, but hey, you know, everybody else probably had some good chicken too as well. Um, ribs, we'll just say use your air. Uh, I'll blame myself on that one. Definitely needed some tenderness, um, but they were good for sure. The flavor was on there, just needed you know another 10, 15 minutes in the wrap to get it to the tenderness. But you know, hey, sometimes it happens. It feels it felt right, but sometimes you have to second guess yourself. Sometimes. But you know, coming out, you know, was a twenty-five dollar gas car right off the bat. I think I come out almost even. I think if I lost anything, it was like fifteen dollars. To me, if it had been nice, you had the first place, you know, fourteen hundred dollars off of one meat. Definitely. Hey, Sunday. There were some prizes, there were some money given away. They were just yep. handing it away if you could get it. But you're right. There was what you said how many teams were there? Forty two total. And you talk about a lot of people were expecting calls when we sit down. That's the one thing I think when we go to the call I at least look for is what is everybody else looking for? You got some saying, Oh, we hit, this is the best we done, or whatever. Um and they didn't get a call at all. Um, I think the people behind us got in chicken. Uh, so we were happy for them. They were happy for us. We didn't know them or anything like that. So um, it definitely is a uh, was an experience for sure. Uh, and for the record, you never let me hold it for whatever reason. You handed them to me. So that's I like your here, hold it. No, let's what was it? But it let's, first let's of all, I had to pick up something. I thought here, hold this. He took over the tickets. Let's be real. He took over I the tickets. Took tickets. So Rattle therefore, that's why you won. It. If I want to touch it, you want to won. You could have went with the bean recipe. Let's let's go with it. The bean. Um, that's usually something we're in there. Usually we do add our ingredients more fresh. We decided for whatever reason we wanted to cut a corner, and although they were tasty, they weren't what we normally turned in because usually that's the one. We're usually very consistent on getting a walk uh, for that. So had we have done more normal stuff on that, you probably could have uh, came out ahead uh, from there. But uh, chicken, definitely in it. Um, you don't have to share your recipe, but what did you use on it? So you don't want me to share the recipe, but you want to know what I What are in some it? of your main <laughs> ingredients? Uh, I use the peat sauce uh, as a glaze. You know, and I'm pretty much open with the chicken recipe. You know, the pork and rub goes into the brine. Um, I won't tell you nothing, nothing else on it. Um, you know, but the recipe for the chicken itself with the seasonings um, has pretty much been my go-to is uh, some holy smoked foul play with some picosa rub, lightly dusted on it, and then you got to come back with some ant chicken on it. Ever since I started using that combination, it's been hitting, I mean, you know, at least getting a final table call. Um, you know, so changing the recipe to try to get more moisture, more flavor out of it definitely helped. Um, you know, I think maybe a little more of adjustment to try to maybe a little bit longer in the brine, maybe 
would help, but you know, just little tweaks here and there just to kind of enhance the flavor of the chicken. Just say that. The chicken was good. Uh, you know me, superstitious as I was, I didn't want to say anything. Uh, but it was very good, probably one of the best that I've had on there. Um, we did get a final table. How we didn't get a walk is, I don't know. Uh, but I think a lot of it is what I was explaining to uh, Derek and them and, and Chelsea was, you know, we might have been at the table with the guys that won first and second on that final table. So uh, we didn't just, we didn't get us in the top 10 that way, but uh, definitely was good. Uh, your ribs, what about those? Let's, I mean, you could have done better. That's all I'm going to say. Those weren't your best. Uh, they weren't your worst. <laughs> But uh, they were pretty tasty. Still had a good bite through for my my taste. Uh, but um, it, what was your main spice on that? Next question. Uh, you're not. <laughs> you know, you gotta look at you gotta look at the face. You gotta look at my Instagram. You're post. you're not gonna get fined. You're not here because you're you're gonna get. I'm fined. here. I'm here so I don't get fined. <laughs> okay. Uh, he used basically poop on it since he didn't want to tell you. So we'll just say no. Um, it, like I said, what is his best? But uh, um, that can be temperature just, related. Yeah, the just temperature was hit or miss. It was cold in the morning and then it got hot, uh, super hot out there. Uh, not hot, hot, but uh, so that definitely is gonna mess with your your temperature and stuff out there. Um, then uh, your brisket uh, was it was you know fifth place. It was on point, man. It was great. Great tenderness, great thing. What was your rub of choice that you would like to share with the folks? Again, y'all just got to check out the Instagram. I'm, the stuff that I use, there's a there. You know, I tried. Look you on there, man. On Instagram. You know, y'all see it. You know, <laughs> oh, the hot worker rub is on, you know, definitely one of the base layers on ribs uh, with some spicy sauce. Um, again, you know, some holy smoke and some amp combination in there. Uh, you know, definitely with the brisket, you know, got some noble rub in there. It's got some hot pork rub as a layer. Um, and then I hit up with some holy garlic on top. And there's some added layers in there that I can't disclose because it's a secret. But, you know, again, one of the base layers is in there is, is amp. And definitely some holy smoked in there as well. Those are the three rubs, you know, three combination companies that I use. It will definitely get you some amp, some holy smoke, mix it in with some big Salinas barbecue, rub sauces. Find some flavors that you like, you know. Again, you know, check out the Instagram, Facebook. Usually, I'm open to tell you exactly what I use on the briskets, which basically holy garlic and noble rub on backyard catering that's the go-to definitely any brisket is always going to have some noble rub for sure pork rub when it comes to competition huh and where did you get your brisket uh Hurch's meat market in plano it was well like you said it was well worth it you definitely got some plaque for buying it because of the price it is but that's brisket i mean i was at Kroger, uh, and it was running up there for just a plain brisket, like 80, 90 bucks. And it just, um, nobody's running any kind of deals or specials. If you are, please share those things. 
uh, because they're running hot to even just do one for um, a cook, just like to make for people to try. Uh, it's running real hot, but uh, definitely was worth it for my point to take for it. I mean, you got your money, most of that. Well, you got your money back on the brisket, almost got it back for the whole trip. Uh, plus a little gas money. I don't know how five, far 25 bucks will get you, but uh, maybe a quarter of a tank, a little over a quarter of a tank. Give me the end block back, for sure. <laughs> to uh, but you know what I mean? Like, like when we had arrived there Friday, uh, the people that were next to us, um, meat shots, barbecue, Actually went to high school with one of the team members there. Uh, so we sat there Friday and started talking. Um, they brought us, you know, Snake River Farm brisket. I think they paid 180 bucks. I mean, it's kind of basically the same thing. Um, his thinking is, you know, if everyone else is running, running a wagyu, you're going to have to, too. My thinking is, you know, I'm going to find the best marbling piece of meat that I can find. Uh, but if I'm going to pay 140 180 bucks, you know, might as well just support a small business. Um, regardless of it, I mean, I don't want anything out of it. We're just going to, you know, support who we got to su support everybody. Um, and, you know, definitely 140 bucks hurt the pocket when I paid for it. But at the end of it, you know, if you can get a good piece of meat, you know, just nice marbling that's going to do you really, really good at a competition. I, you know, got to. Because, I mean, the marbling in the, in the meat, you know, like you were, I was talking to Derek, you know, that fat rendered down, you were able to taste the right amount of everything, you know, from the injection to the fat, the rubs, the sauce on it, everything mixed so well. Perfect color, you know, definitely probably one of the best briskets I've cooked, you know, competition-wise for sure. Four. Sure, I would definitely second that um, or third that or whatever. But uh, it was it's a great competition, great thing. A lot of, I don't know, you didn't really get a chance to walk around as you were cooking and stuff as I delivered the meat and we drove around looking at some of the other pits um, or the lack thereof, a lot of the other barrel smokers. Um, there was a lot of barrel smokers as opposed to actual pits um that are made um do you think that's the growing trend people are doing that just because it's easier to take with you or what it's easier to it's easier to handle um they're you can move them around you can get more sleep which means you can drink more beer on a friday um you know some people you know you're cooking hot and fast you might as well you're going to cook hot and fast. You know, drum smoker is going to give you that flavor of charcoal with some added wood, wood flavor in there. Um, like I was selling meat shots, my, I'm always going to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning to start it. Um, certainly, if you're doing a CBA, I'm going to get up earlier to start it a little bit earlier just to kind of give it some extra smoke. Um, and ever since I've kind of done that, you know, the brisket has continued to get better. And it's just kind of staying with that trend of staying with your timelines. So whatever time, you know, timeline you want, if you want to get brisket in two or three hours, hey, go for it. If you want to, you know, cook it all night, you know, definitely go, go to it. Um, but it's a lot easier, you know, to load, unload, clean up, uh, less fuel because you're just using charcoal, um, whether it's B&B, &B, Royal Oak, you know, jealous devil, whoever it is, uh, 
and it's a lot cheaper than buying, you know, a quart of wood and using, you know, 16, 18 pieces for, for a cook. And that's why you've kind of seen a lot of people go differently. Now, granted, you know, y'all know you probably saw a handful of pellet smokers there, pellet grills, that's like that everywhere. I saw one that was really massive. And I mean, this thing was built like a tank. And I we drove the second time and I looked at it and I told uh, dad, I said, hey, that's a pellet smoker. And he's like, what do you mean? I said, that's why the generator's right there. Um, your standard ones don't need it. Pellet smokers need that electricity to run. As big as it was, shocked me. It definitely was something custom made or something like that. But uh, it was very nice looking. But yeah, he definitely did a uh, had a pellet smoker. Uh, there was one or two I think I saw. Uh, but more than that, I saw a lot of barrels. A lot of barrel smokers. I think we had the the ones you meat shots, and then uh, the damn Yankees barbecue had one. Uh, they live out the colony area. We had passed them on the way home, so. Uh, they were still going past 35 as we turned to head uh, a different direction. So uh, definitely a lot of belts, uh, a lot of there, not too many pits that I saw. I think I saw way more barrels than that. Uh, maybe the growing trend, like I said, we've taken a pit out there and it's just, it's a hassle sometimes. Um, it, it can be a hassle for sure. Yep. Now this cook I had, yeah, they had everything. They had, you know, Friday night, they had all-age mac and cheese, steak, um, breakfast, cook's choice, beans, all three meats. Uh, I mean, you had a lot to actually to cook. Uh, certainly, if you're going to do that, that's certainly going to require a lot more people there to, to cook, for sure. If you're going to do everything. Uh, and there wasn't very many, wasn't a lot of turnout for everything else besides the meat. I mean... The meat and the beans were the the biggest ones. Everything else had, what, like 10, 15 teams, I think? Something like that. That was good. I mean, like I said, uh, to finish placing what we did, and, and probably at least I would say top 20. I don't know if you ever said it. Uh, but fifth overall brisket, which is your moneymaker, definitely here uh, in Texas. Um, to finish fifth again uh, was good. We were already talking about next year's coming back, doing some of the other stuff because they have breakfast, uh, dessert, cook's choice. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing all the stuff they had. So hopefully they keep growing. Uh, it didn't feel it, it felt busier the last time than it did this time, but I think it was because it was it wasn't raining like last time we went, yeah. and so people could spread out a little bit as opposed to people had to be. Uh, yeah, well, more people were on the concrete this year than they were previous years on the grass because everybody else. Um, and then, like, if you got there, there was a lot of people that were parked in the spot that wasn't designated for cooks. Like, there was a lot of RVs that weren't supposed to be where they were, but they weren't going to mess with them because Friday night was windy real bad. And uh, we always set up closer to the road because it's easier to to get, get out and get in um, versus, you know, being way down there at the bottom. Yeah, it's, it's easier to be down there closer to the turn-ins. But I'm always looking at, you know, what's the fastest way for us to get out? To get out. That's the pro tip because if you've ever been with us, we don't. And 
I think it was the three people that were there. Um, we were all like out the door. We were gone. Everybody else, especially if you're closer um, now in Terra, when there's so many teams, I think you want to be closer to it. So uh, we definitely tried a different strategy as churning in. We turned in more early than late or middle. We always that's something we always playing with. But uh, yeah, we're always looking for how's the quickest way we can get out of this joint. Um, for sure. So I think that was, uh, that played a good part in it. And we had great, we were out, we were gone and we were uh, headed back home uh, before you know it. But uh, another thing, the only other thing I didn't like there, I will say uh, other than it was a great cook-off was the turn in times that 12 to two to four, uh, that's kind of a long wait um, for it. So yeah, they space it out because of the- The judging. The amount of people's, you know, amount of people there, um, the judging. Normally it's uh, you know 12, 130, 3, 330 type deal. Uh, I'm not sure why they did it two and four, uh, but it was a long wait for sure. Um, you know, I'm used to you know give me give me 30 minutes less. Uh, certain that's the you know fun about doing like a CBA is because you you have your every hour you're you're busy. There's no really kind of downtime. You're turning in 11, 12, one, two. You're doing everything. They're doing beans. You're going to do that as well. Um, you know, the only difference is, is you got to learn how to cook pork versus just brisket ribs and chicken. Um, but it's a lot, lot easier to, uh, you know, take something off, let it rest, you know, a lot um, quicker, you know, a lot less, I should say. Um, and it's definitely your, your business for sure with the CPA versus the Lone Star event. Absolutely, yeah. It was definitely there. I mean, we had, uh, you look at some of the people that we had, uh, like your, the one you graduated with, he unfortunately didn't get a call, made a final table, and then that was it. The other one, uh, the further down that they were knew each other, he got a couple calls uh, up there, made, uh, I think he made 1600 bucks, and then he got a, a fifth and a second or something like that. Uh, and then you had the people across that walked around, you know, they looked the part, they had their, they had their aprons on, the matching nice shirts, and they got nothing. Um, so uh, it's just unfortunately sometimes it's just how you get in, what table you get at, uh, the judging's blind. But I know one thing, your niece, your youngest niece had a great time at that cook-off, walking around, getting to play. Mm -hmm. uh, she loved your pet. Uh, for sure, uh, and she loved your trailer, so it was a, a big hit for her. Um, she's probably already looking forward to the next one. So, but uh, when will are we looking at? When are we looking at the next one? Uh, it'll be, I believe, the twenty second of April. Um, yeah, because right now I'm, I'm without a job for the next couple months with due to hail damage and all that. So. Okay, Definitely will be taking taking apart, taking a back seat for a little bit. Uh, but it'll be the 22nd of April, I believe. Um, there was one where I was thinking about doing tarot, but one popped up. That's a CBA in Weatherford. Um, that's, a, that's a challenge as well. Um, that's in Weatherford, so they can maybe go back to Weatherford um, to do, you know, go out there. Sure. Yeah, to me, it's, it's, it's way fun. Uh, or a lot fun, a lot funner. Uh, it was more of a challenge. You have to get some. You have to get out of your element. Okay. Yeah. 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 Y
There's different they've ways. Come down. They've never come up here, right? CBA. Yeah, they come down here last year. They they were in Weatherford last year as well. Uh, I think it was in November. I'm not sure what we were doing. I know we we weren't able to make it. But there was, yeah, they did come down here last year. Um, this is basically like the second or third cook-off they've had in the DFW area. Um, so certainly, if you're interested in doing a CBA cook-off and can't make it down to Houston, uh, or, you know, if you're not out in West Texas, uh, definitely give them a look at on 22nd of April. They are going to have a town hall as well Friday night, I believe. Um, so you'll be able to actually meet the original, the region cooks, uh, or the regional directors, I should say, and Kevin and Laura Caldwell of Holy Smoke. Uh, I'm pretty sure more of the people on the board will come up here because it is a state cook-off. So if you want a chance to, you know, get a call and go to go to the Jack, or, you know, met, Make sure you, you know definitely go to the American Royal, get that invitational. That's something to look in, look into because if you know if you get the state championship under your belt, uh, you've already got entered into the draw to make the American Royal. You already got one, definitely look into getting that second, third, maybe even the seventh one. How you never know, uh, but it's a fun one. Four, said so you're turning in four meets, not a lot of rules. Basically, however you want the box to look look like, you can do whatever you want with that box. We'll leave it up to you. Uh, it's a, it's like, you're going to be able to fill that box with those ribs if you have you know, 10 good-looking ribs, put all 10 good-looking ribs in there. So that's the good thing about it. Now, I've never been to one where you've been on a CBA um, on it. Uh, so there's interesting, I think you even have walk-up music instead of calling a number, you know, 64213, and everybody's looking at tickets and playing music. Uh, so you pick your walk-up music, and it's, it's actually really fun, even just to watch the judging on it, uh, the result of the award show on that. So uh, it's good on it. But uh, we did, okay, so I asked you this question. We know we have the Outlaw Association, and I'm sure you'll do one of those cook-offs here throughout the year. What are we doing? We, we did which one? What kind of cook-off? This is by what organization? It was a, a Lone Star Barbecue Society, something. An LSBS cook-off. Uh, you know, I just referred to it as a Lone Star. Uh, That's because the other one went away. Yeah, IBCA is still there. Um, there's just not a lot of Region 1 cooks because all of Region 1 pretty much went to Outlaw. Uh, you know, so, I mean, you want to get into, you know, do cooks up here in North Texas, definitely it's going to be, um, you know, doing a not law cook. Uh, people who run it are, you know, very friendly. They're all willing to help you out. Um, you know, you're going in the same kind of thing. You're going basically, you got to win the table, move on. Um, but they are doing it to where you can, you're calling the top 15, 16, whatever the final table is you're getting called. You have a chance at it, um, you know. Versus everything else, you just kind of you don't you don't know. You're just basically, if you made final table and like Lone Star, um, you don't see what your number is, um, you know. But yeah, there is IBCA. There's not many around here currently. Um, you have to go West Texas, South Texas, Houston area, Austin area uh, to try to get one. 
that was more because of the scoring, correct? Is, is what it was yeah. because you could finish first and brisket and basically be up for reserve or grand champion or reserve or be up there, you, you know. And that's yeah, there was a lot of scoring issues and yeah. a lot of drama that was that's been going on lately. So that's what, that's why they kind of split up. Um, correct. And I, and I agree with it. The the tiebreaker if you're tied with somebody and uh, and points and say you're both at 32 points or 28 points or whatever, and you beat him and brisket, then yeah, that's the extra point. That's the tiebreaker category. But uh, if they got two first place, you know, two seconds and two thirds, and you got behind that, but you finished higher and brisket, you should not. Uh, and you didn't get a call in like chicken, but you got one in ribs and brisket. Uh, you should beat somebody that got calls in all three, uh, depending on the course where they're at, depending on where you got. But uh, that's a lot of it, I think, is what it was. Was and, and they've had great success, so definitely hit those guys up, you, Facebook or whatever, and they're posting all the time about cook-offs and stuff like that. But let's take a quick break, and then we're going to be back. We're going to ask Randy some more hot and heavy questions as we go inside the pit next. Oh, a phone is ringing. The phone will be right there. Hello? They won't say who it is. Hi there. Uh, my name is Delilah. I'm from Frisco, and I just wanted to pose a question to you guys. One that's kind of been plaguing me for a while, because um, I have a lot of issues with it, but I wanted to hear your opinions on... You know, like your personal space with your sleeping blanket, you know, like, do you like to have your own sleeping blanket or are you willing to share? You know, do you get hot? Do you get cold? Like, what are the scenarios where you're willing to, like, share your blanket? So that's really what I wanted to, to, to pose as a question and really looking forward to hearing you guys' advice because I, I know I... I have my own issues. So thank you guys so much. Again, this is Delilah. Love it. That is awesome. So that's a great question. Off the right off the bat, I think that's a great question. Uh, do you, in y'all sleeping situations, is it, we're talking just one blanket, one big ass blanket? It, what, we're not, we're not uh, separating these blankets. <laughs> Am I the only one that does this? No, you're not. Oh, yeah. But I will tell you this. I've been in a relationship where we uh, did not share blankets. And that's not a relationship that exists anymore. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Uh, I get that. I get that. And it's we not have... all the time. And it's not all the time. Sometimes, though, I do. It's like, okay, okay. Like, oh, man. Okay. I think that it's important to talk about the, the type of blankets, right? So... I get so hot at night, man. Like I cannot deal with 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 like too like too thick of a, a you know. I need breathability. I need uh, some material that isn't that doesn't produce too much heat. You know what I mean? I understand. Like in the winter time, you want something a little bit more, you know, substantial. I'm gonna let you keep talking. <laughs> I just don't think it's that big me. a deal. <laughs> But that shit's not funny to Delilah. <laughs> That's true. Delilah. She called to ask the question. Here's because, the deal. Mm -hmm. If you don't like a heavy sheet, it's a bed. And yeah. you're an adult. You're not in college. You're not at a sleepover. You have <laughs> sheets. 
You have, sheet. Okay, yes, so use right. The sheet. Okay, you have a sheet, and then you Take have the like a duvet off. or something yeah. like that over you the sheet. Just roll it off. You just roll look, it off. You're a grown up now, so what mm -hmm. you do is you get a high quality thread count. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, I have curly hair, so I also have satin pillowcases. Mm. Oh, because it doesn't pull on it or what? It doesn't uh, cause, uh, you know, it doesn't get all freed up. I like it. Uh, yeah. that's. Uh, but you get a high quality thread count sheet. Yeah. Okay? okay. And then you have uh, a sh uh, you have your sheet on the over the mattress because you're mm. not a freaking animal. Right. Of course. Obviously. And then you have the sheet that covers both of you. Okay. In a co-sleeping situation. Yes. And then you have a duvet. Right. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, we just, we're having a great episode right now. We may dive back into the cook-off because, <clears throat> like I said, we had a blast out there. Uh, usually I'm out there Friday. I didn't make it out Friday when hang out in Fort Worth. Did a little too much partying, maybe. Didn't get there as early as I would have liked, but uh, still had fun once we got out there. New segment I was going, and I've been asking some questions. I didn't hit all the groups that we're in, so I apologize. I'm not going to list the group that I did because I don't want to leave one out. Uh, but there's something I was thinking about doing here as we dive inside the pit, whether see get people's reactions after basic questions that we ask, uh, and we'll get Randy's reaction here. Uh, as I asked the question because of a TikTok I've been seeing, a uh, guy that's been talking to uh, Coming up on my TikToks is binder on your ribs, yes or no? I've seen a lot of people, three people have said they use olive oil, not just plain olive oil, not the extra virgin olive oil, just olive oil as their binder, uh, saying they get a really nice color and flavor. One said he uses mustard on beef and mayo on pork. I don't know about that. I know they offer you no it usually offers you no flavor. But what is your, what do you use? What is the question for you, Randy? Binder or no binder on ribs? Yeah, so Derek actually asked me this on Saturday. Uh, I don't use a binder on anything. Um, I mean, if you want to use a binder, you definitely use a binder. Uh, I don't think it hurts it not using a binder. Um, like I told Derek, what I do is I just season it um, and pat it in. I mean, what you can do is you can uh, give it like 15 minutes or 30 minutes or so, like on ribs or brisket, let that meat uh, soak up some of that, the rub, let that moisture come out, uh, which is that's going to be basically your binder itself, is the actual nat natural moisture of the meat um, to draw in the rub. Um, and then you can flip it and do the same thing on it. A lot of the time, a lot of the meats like ribs, brisket, you don't need anything. Um, definitely if you got like, you know, something uh, with a lot of fat, maybe like a ham, I might kind of use a binder, maybe like, you know, some oil, like maybe olive oil, uh, maybe a little bit of mustard. Um, but if I'm using something, it's going to be very, very light. I've seen people use must, you know, mustard. I've seen people use mayo. Um, you know, as long as it comes out good, it don't matter what you know. What I tell you to do it, 
or whatever the person on TikTok wants to tell you, you know, his hashtag is make barbecue simple. There's no right way. There's no wrong way to do it. Do you, as long as the food comes out good, that's the only thing that matters. Yes, sir, could not agree more. Yeah, uh, he doesn't use a blender. Uh, he doesn't believe in it um, because it doesn't really draw a, you know, it doesn't really bring your flavor. People use mustard, people use a sea mayonnaise, mayo, um, whatever. And it doesn't, it, all it is is help your seasoning stick to it. He doesn't use it uh, on it. Um, for sure, and I know you you don't really use it. You've never really used it. I mean, you may use it a little, but it's always a light coating. Um, you can't go too much, um, but uh, definitely do what you like. Don't let us influence you one way or the other, but uh, if you haven't used the binder, try it. Try it twice, of course. You know our model, try it twice. If you've used a binder, try it twice without it, because you know, you might mess up the first time, you might get it right six time, yep. second time, and you'll know, hey, this is what I, uh, I like this moving forward. So uh, I don't think I agree with you. There's no right or wrong. Cook barbecue how you like it for your family and uh, you'll be happy. As long as they're eating it, you know, if nobody's touching your ribs, you're doing something wrong. Um, but if they're eating it and they're chowing it down, by all means, go right on the head. What's that, uh, what's that saying? If you get invited to a cookout and you get told to bring ice, you're not a good cook. That's it. That's it. <laughs> They bring ice. Okay, I'm good. Um, you know, some people like their ribs, you know, fall off the bone. Some don't. Uh, I don't necessarily like it falling off the bone uh, because I don't want to bite into it. And then, you know, I'm stuck with it. I've seen TikToks where people will, look, I cooked these ribs perfect and the bone falls out. I don't, I believe you overcooked it, but that's just me. My personal taste. Yours might be different. And that's the beauty of barbecue. Uh, as long as they're good, they taste good. Hey. I'm still going to eat it either way. Let's just be real uh, on it. So, but that's a good thing for that is ribs. And then I think he asked you which style of ribs you use. Which is your favorite? St. Louis like, style, like the cut of ribs. Uh, probably St. Louis style. Um, I know he asked how how to trim off. Trim off um, I don't know what it's called. Um, I know someone on the list. Oh, this is what it's called. But you know, the so if you're looking at a full spare rib of it, there's that one bone um, that's always kind of in one corner that's real hard to get out. And he was asking me how to cut it out. Uh, and I told him you had to go at an angle. So as it curves, you kind of have to kind of cut it out at an angle so where it comes out um, easy. Uh, and I told him at, at the very first, before you actually figure it out and you get used to it, you'll have to take a you know, real sharp knife, uh, you know, chef's knife. Uh, if you have one of those chopping knives, uh, take it out and just hammer it, and it'll come right out. Because um, all it basically is bone and cartilage there. Uh, you know, and that's how you kind of lose shape. Uh, you know, but me, uh, I prefer the, you know, the, the St. Louis style cut, you know, because you get away from uh, having those rib tips. Um, you know, I look at those rib tips as a good snack in between. Uh, you know, uh, those are, you know, I know Dad loves to eat those a lot, uh, but you know, for me, it's it's definitely a St. Louis cut rib for sure. 
for sure. And and you were bringing up the guy from TikTok. I watched one last uh, was it last night or something? And he's like, his daughter wanted to try ribs, and he's like, I put it on there two hours, and I don't care the, the temperature. That's a lie. Because you don't want that thing to get up to the 400 degrees, 500 degrees, 600 degrees, because then they're going to cook faster than you want. Um, what is more about your range for your ideal temperature on ribs? Uh, I'm always shooting for like 250, 275. Um, you know, like in, in the drum competition wise, when I put it on, it's 275, but the temperature where, where the probe where the temperature gauge is, it's in the stack on the short rib drum smoker. Um, and what I've had to tell someone is don't mess with it. I've had to learn the hard way. If you set it at a certain degree, it's at that certain degree at that break. Uh, it's just it's not getting a lot of smoke coming out because of where you're having the meat, the ribs, you know, all across the, the actual rate itself. So sometimes, like, I know if you kind of look at it, like if you look at it Saturday, it may have said like 200 degrees, 175, something like that. And if you're just walking by, you're like, oh, he's not even cooking these ribs. What is he doing? But if you open it, you're going to feel that. Because it's it's cooking out of where it's supposed to. So that's where I'm always shooting, 250, 275, somewhere in that range. Uh, I know he's always posted some good videos, and they're always, you know, Weber, Weber kettle, uh, you know, the uh, snake method, and snow and shear method. You know, and he's got. If you got it down, you know where you know where it's at. As soon as you set it, you know you don't even have to look at the temperature. You know, you know it's there. I that's think the that's thing the key. About that, yep. You're correct. I think that's the key that he leaves out. Like I don't care what temperature because he has that step. And he knows where he yeah. wants it, and he knows because of the method he uses. He uses that snake method, uh, and he has. I've seen videos where, it, and I've talked to people and did one uh he bought him like a weber kettle style grill and he said he did the snake method and it stayed pretty much at that temperature uh because it burns around with it um and, it, and he used his wood chunks in there as well so uh and i think that's the key if you know and you're confident in your pit um like we've seen you know the barbecue broker and johnny mags and all these that they use ones that uh, backline smokers that they know they get it at 250 to something and they don't and it's closed they can leave it alone it's going to stay right there uh, maybe go every so often and check on it uh, from there but uh, that's about all he does and I mean the ribs turned out good they like I said your ribs turned out good uh, you've done better but that's okay I mean we all can't be perfect every time we go out we all can't be me but uh, it's okay whatever he hasn't cooked anything in how many years? When was the last time he cooked? I've been cooking for 42 years, dude. I'm only 41. Sure. I'm cooking in the womb. I haven't cooked <laughs> ribs like that in I don't know how long. I'm going to be honest with you. That's why I, leave, that's why I ask the questions and leave it up to him. But, uh, uh, you know, that's going to change. Don't worry. It's coming. And I'm definitely the, the biggest thing about myself. Yeah. The biggest thing about when you're cooking, whether it's ribs, chicken, uh, brisket, whatever, is you have, one, you have to know your pit, whatever you're using. Uh, and if you're using an offset, you got to be able to, you're monitoring a lot closer than, you know, you are a drum or Weber kettle um, or even, you know, uh, 
health, you know, because, you know, you're having that luxury of knowing the temperature is going to be pretty consistent throughout the day. You're going to be in that range versus being an offset. You're going to have to add fuel, you know, every 30, 45 minutes, maybe an hour, uh, you know, depending on how big or small it is, um, you know, what, what the weather is and all that kind of stuff plays a factor into it where, you know, drum, you set it, forget it. Same thing with the pellet grill. Same thing with the Weber kettle. You get it to the temperature you want, and that's it. And that's a lot of a lot of where the key he is, and a lot of where people make the mistake is you just think, okay, well, you set it on there, forget about it, and go back and you realize it's taking a lot longer, or cook a lot faster. You know, you have to know first. Correct. Know your grill. Know what you're working with, uh, and of course, that comes with he kind of sees me and you know he sees i'm hardly ever standing still i'm always kind of doing something always kind of making sure whether it's the chickens going right ribs are going right briskets where it needs to be um, and he's kind of intimidated on hitting the timelines uh, which isn't really it's not hard you just have to kind of know where your final goal is and you just got to kind of keep getting you know keep checking and keep getting to that point. Like, you know, if you watch people on TikTok, they say, oh, don't, if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Well, in competition, sometimes you have to look, you have to see <laughs> where it's at. Because if you're not looking, you know, 15 minutes go by, you have a beer or two, you turn around, you smell something, you know, your ribs could be done, your biscuits overcooked, and they're basically SOL. So there's a completely different opposite you know, competition, you're always having to check, making sure you're on point that you're falling, that timeline has fallen into place. And when something happens, adjusting to it to get back on track. Right. And sometimes it's just turning in something and, you know, hoping for the best. And, you know, I've heard, you know, we've heard stories, people, you know, stuff falling on the grill, falling on the floor and getting calls. You know, we've, you know, turned in a brisket last year at, you know, peril. And the brisket fell apart on me. I wasn't happy with it. And what happened? You got a 10 place call. You just, sometimes you just got to turn something in. You never know. I think that's the myth to me. I think that's a myth that it needs to be buzzed. If you're not, if you're, if you're looking, you're not cooking. Um, because how are you going to know you're at where you're at? I mean, you, unless you're on a trigger. Yeah. I know it's at 225 and it's going to be there for 
four hours. I'll go to sleep. I'll be back in four hours. Uh, and I think that's part of the, you know, that's the old mentality. Like when, when dad was out there, he'd start early in the morning cooking a brisket and he would go back to sleep for a couple hours and then he'd come back up and he knew what it was at, but he knew his pit. But you have to, especially in a competition, you have to look because the wind might have picked up, something might have picked up, and now you're you're sitting instead of at 225, you're at 275, maybe even higher, uh, or you're lower. We had that one in NS where we were lower. Uh, and if we would have just not looked, we would have had nothing to turn in because the pit would have went completely out. Um, so like I said, find your own groove, like you said, for sure. You definitely have to look, cook your style, cook your way, and uh, we'll see what goes from there. But let's take another little quick, quick break. We'll be back for our final segment. And boy, this NFL. Will we talk around, around the pit next? That's all the question you had. Started it. Uh, so, hey, my TikTok of the week is already on the Good Vibes page. Oh, I love oh, that. Because I sent it to Chris and he posted it. Oh, yeah, I did. Shit, I got to get my TikTok of the week. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so tell, tell everybody about what your TikTok of the week was. The DJ. The DJ, and he's he mixes a really badass. It's... Um, it's Rage and Biggie. Biggie over over Rage backing. And it's it's pretty dope. I love it. Very cool. <laughs> Relax and take notes while I take the So the one I did put is about a guy who takes his McDonald's to like a deli and ask oh, the guy inappropriate. To, <laughs> to, Dude, that's Aki, bro. Aki, yeah. Fucking famous, homie. Now we wrap it up. And the result is OMG. Can't get the best. Never, never, never. Now we serve it to the customer. Here you go, boss. Oh man, that's give me a chopped cheese. Chop cheese. It's a it's it's a bodega staple. It is a breakfast sandwich that has chopped like meat on it, like brisket style. Like, oh, like speaking steak. of that, you sent me that really good uh, TikTok with the Anthony Bourdain quote. Yes, about bodega. You play that on this too. Absolutely, Detroit's for sure, for sure, for yeah. sure. The great Anthony Bourdain once said, "The language of New York City in the mornings is Spanish." or more accurately, Spanglish. And even the non-Spanish speakers lined up at the bodega counter usually make an attempt. It's the last bastion of non-Starbucks breakfast, and maybe the last place in New York where construction workers, doormen, hedge funders, black, white, Asian, and Latin gather in one room, united by a singular purpose, the bodega sandwich. And on top of that, I was driving by and I saw the Yeah. He said he wanted to do one, so we have it. We just need to figure out how to do it live and and do it. But yeah, we can definitely I can definitely come up with a question. But uh let's get to it. I can take it Hey, 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 I'm just telling Randy here on break that I'm the best ever. Wait till I get this stuff going. I'm gonna show you how to cook. You're the Kirk Cousins of podcast. Overpaid. Oh, wait, you're not even paid. My bad. I'm not even paid. 
don't you like you're okay. Let me refresh. You're the Baker and Mayfield of podcast. That's about nobody right. won't. Nobody won't. Nobody won't. <laughs> Lonely. Uh, you're probably yeah. right. You're probably right, but you know, but yeah. NFL, you know, NFL been crazy. You're been the Dak Prescott of cooking. Just overpaid in general. Never got paid. Never got drafted. But yeah. a lot of trades go down. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady decided he wanted to come back because the gas prices were too high. We thought he was crazy, but now looking at it, I think he was on us. I think he knew what was about to go down. Uh, and the funny thing is, I'm going to pose this question. I know Chris is going to be listening, uh, you know, as he's going to get everything ready for y'all that when it airs. Uh, is Dak Prescott now top four quarterback in the NFC? First of all, he was number two. No, no, no. The good day for football said he was number two when Aaron Rodgers, it was just Aaron Rodgers and him because Russell Wilson had gotten traded. I think Russell Wilson, yes, he has a Super Bowl ring, maybe a little bit overrated, personally. But he said he was number two. Tom Brady back, so obviously you got to put the GOAT number back. Number three. Number one. Rodgers, so he should be number three in their eyes. Who you have ahead of him if you're giving him top four? I said I just said top four. I couldn't even I couldn't even think, you know, but that, that don't say much. I mean, we're talking about top four quarterback, that don't mean nothing. Quarterbacks in the AFC. I thought about it one day and I was like, they might be right. Because all the quarterbacks are in the AFC. Is he top ten? Probably he may he makes me get a nine, ten, I don't know. But I mean, Marcus Mariota's got more love lately than than he has, and he had been a starting quarterback in forever. Uh, you know, uh, Matt Ryan's gone, so you can't even say him. Carson Wentz, no, he's better than Carson Wentz. Or is he? Uh, I don't know. He's number four, at least. Well, who do you have? have Tom Brady. Okay. Aaron Rodgers. Okay. And the Super Bowl winner of this year, Mr. Stafford himself. You yeah, got to put the Super Bowl winners ahead. You know, if we're going to rank, going to rank them to have a Super Bowl, you got to put them ahead. Uh, and, and he's shown the consistency, you know, to hit those numbers. Uh, and then I think he is number four now. Will they finish top four? In the, you know, postseason we don't know. Um, Cowboys thought we're still wondering what the Cowboys are doing. Um, you know, I think they're talking about Seahawks are basically t- starting from scratch. Uh, you had a 37, 38 year old Matt Ryan get traded. Um, Tyreek Hill decided they wanted to trade him this week. Uh, yeah, he got traded to Miami. Miami might have a little squad going on, it, but it's going to be a Packers versus Tampa Bay NFC Championship game versus <laughs> you can you can flip a coin and good luck on picking those two teams in the AFC because that that's a hard dog fight right there. Do you think? <laughs> do you think without? Cooper, Dak takes a step back. Yep. I think a lot of people forget that he, Dak took a huge step back from season one to season two until they got Cooper. Um, He's never really thrown the deep ball. It's been a guy mess and he's off for the races uh, from there. Romo used to have a good uh, arm deep, but he needed, you know, everybody needs somebody. 
So the fact that oh, well, we had a stack of team on there. Well, uh, I think we were saying it the other day with, with those guys at the Good Day for Football was, okay, you're going to trade Amari for cents on the dollar. Cool. Let's get Wagner. Now the thing's going out is, well, we may not get him. Yep. So I have no confidence in this front office. They're loading up for 2023. Um and I don't think they're not moving much. They wanted to re-sign uh, Wilson. He gone. They wanted to re-sign. They like uh, Collins is gone. Williams is gone. Uh, so Terrence Steele is going to be our left tackle, which he's showing at the end of the year he couldn't do it. Yeah, Gregory he couldn't do it. And yet Stephen Jones thinks it is. I have no confidence in this front office at all. I'm. I know Stephen Jones is calling the shots. I, I pretty. It, I wish Jerry was because Jerry would have pulled the trigger on some of these things. Um, now, what what's your opinion? Uh, before I give you my opinion, what's your opinion on the whole Randy Gregory done? Dallas Cowboy fans were entitled and we didn't deserve uh, love and all that kind of stuff. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. A certain guy yeah. got released too in Buffalo. Cole Beasley said the same thing. Talk bad about Dallas when he left. That seems to be the common trend. First of all, Randy Gregory, we should be entitled. You do owe us something because we drafted your butt. You haven't played a full season. You've been suspended more times than anything. Now you're going, you wanted, you didn't like that thing deal in your contract. They said it's always been in his contract. So that's foobar. Uh, so now he's going to a state where weed is legal. But here's the thing to the listeners. You still against the rules within the NFL. Alcohol is legal everywhere you go, but you can't drink on the job. You can't smoke while you're on the job. It's still going to be the same. I, I, it's only a matter of time before he gets busted again. He'll be gone a year. But because he's got his guaranteed money, no matter what, Denver's going to have to pay the price. Me, personally, did I want to see him back? Yes. Am I glad he left in a weird kind of way? Absolutely. Did he help us a lot this year? No question about it. Absolutely. But, but the headache of him not being on the field, is he going to be there on Sunday? Is he going to get suspended? Is now gone? But see, the, and John Sarif brought up a good thing on, you know, the fan is when you look at the numbers, age-wise, he's the same age as DeMarcus Lawrence, right? Age-wise. Number-wise, what are you losing in a guy who's got 16 career sacks? You're not losing that. I think at the end of the day, you're, one of two things is going to happen. Either Stephen Jones is going to look like a fool at the end of the contract, or we could be looking like a, you know, a year or two later, and we could be thinking the same thing as, you know what, maybe Stephen Jones knew something. Because Randy Gregory hadn't shown that he's going to be on the field a whole 16 games. He hadn't shown that he's consistent and being doing what needs to be done to help the team out. I know they're lenient, more lenient with the, you know, drug policy now, like I told Dad. But you know what? If you're going to pay me the same amount of money, one's going to give me more money. Um, and I love to smoke. I'm going to go somewhere where I can smoke and I can get it and be open about it. Okay, so he said toxic fan base and entitled and he don't owe us anything. Do they owe us anything? Any player in any NFL? No. They don't owe us anything. Let's be real. But you owe 
the ownership who stuck with you. He got drafted. He played. He's 2015. He played 12 games. He had. He played the next year. 2016. He played two. 2018. He played 14 games. Uh, in 2020, he played 10 games, and in 2021, last year, he played 12. 64 injuries tackles, or yeah, injuries or suspensions. Uh, most of it's been suspensions. But yeah, for the most part, yeah, it's been suspension, but then I think uh, lately it's been I, I think this category, I'm trying to read it in. Oh, he, oh, this is, here's the funny thing, though. We look at what he got paid. The, the category I'm looking at is games started. 2015 didn't start a game. 16 didn't start one. 2018, he started one. 2020, he started zero. 2021, he started 11. Um, now, granted, last year was his best year. <coughs> he had an interception. Um, he had six sacks. He had three and a half the year before. He had six the year before. So when he plays, he gives you 12, 14 games. He's good, but he's telling you he can't give you a full season. Yep. He gonna mess up. He gonna get hurt. He gonna mess up somewhere. And it's just it's the Sean Lee effect. Sean Lee was a great player when he was there, but the dude was always hurt. Unfortunately, at least he wasn't suspended. I will give him that. But the dude was always hurt. Do we lose a lot? Like I said, are we losing something? I'd rather, after hearing the Don Sharif, after hearing uh, Brian Broad about Tank and and uh, the Randy Gregory. I'm glad we signed who we signed back. Because Tank Lawrence does do a little bit more in the sacks than Randy Gregory. It's not on the stat sheet. Something that the stat sheet can't. That he held off a blocker so Micah Parsons or, or Vander Esch or whoever could yeah. go and get the sack. I think I think what you're gonna see, and I think the reason why there were kind of more Stevens more willing to let Randy Gregory go. Um, is definitely with the contract if and that's what that's what my thing was is that his agent saying, "Oh well, that's supposedly in everybody's contract." Did Stephen Jones say that's in everybody's contract, or did he tell you that was always going to be in Randy Gregory's contract? Because those are two different things. Because yeah, for sure it's not going to be in uh, that stuff. Uh, for sure, you know, it's not going to be in Michael Parsons' stuff. It's not going to be in Zach Martin's contract. But for someone who's always suspended, I'll probably guarantee it's going to be in the contract. Right, like we can every fan base, every ownership's always going to say that. Two different, you know, two different things. But I think what you're going to hopefully see more as a Cowboy fan or a football fan is Michael Parsons coming off the line. Um, and I would be open and willing to put him at defense end because you saw when Lawrence got hurt, he didn't. He did a lot more than Randy Gregory. Um, and if they can find a good linebacker that hey, to play alongside the Vander Esch and you can move uh, Parsons in and out of on that line you got a dangerous uh, front seven that's way better than what it was last year so you know that's something to be looking at to see who's that who's there at either defensive end in the draft or at linebacker that they that they're gonna draft it's more than likely it's probably gonna be a linebacker this year let's be real yeah, they should. I think you know, Micah, <laughs> uh, you never know what they could do draft-wise as well. You never know. They could still, you know, did we think some of these deals were going to happen? If you would have told me Tyreek Hill was going to get traded and um, 
Vaughn Miller was going to get six years from Buffalo, I would say you were on crack. You know, next time, puff, puff, pass. Make sure you pass. Hey, what about what about a man who just got uh, acquitted of 22 charges, getting traded, and getting $230 million for guaranteed contract? That's what blew my mind. And, and they gave him big-time money. He hadn't they, played in a year paid him or so. Um, apparently, what I'm reading here is it's very... The Cowboys in the forfeiture, if you're suspended of some of your guaranteed money, is a clause that they put in for everybody. Um, and I think part of it is because you back, you know, they used to let them do whatever. We had guys get suspended and guys stealing cologne and underwear and, and Stonebriar Mall up there in Frisco. Uh, <laughs> but for if you don't, if you're right, if you don't do it, let's say in Dax contract somebody that walks the line, but you're going to do it. And somebody who fell in the draft to the second day because he got caught with weed at the combine. He came up dirty in his job interview. You go for a job interview, you're not getting a job if you don't pass the drug test. The NFL still says, okay, you can still get drafted and still be a millionaire. But he did not pass it. He did not pass the drug test at the combine. So he can go whatever. Uh, if he thinks the fan base is going to just love him and roll out the red carpet in Denver, go ahead. You're not going to win anything in Denver. I need to tell you that. Yeah. With that division, the Raiders, with, with that, the that, Chargers, that, Mahomes, that conference. Chiefs, you got to go to your division. Then you got to go to the conference. You're not going to win. I ain't worried about it. Um, you know, we saved some money in the long run with him. Uh, and, and people, I'm reading some stuff. I'm looking this up on ProFootballTalk.com, uh, so uh, you can catch it there. Is he, he, They're saying he wasn't really a game-changing defensive player anyway. I don't know if I'd buy that because there was a couple games he made some key sacks, fumbles uh, that did turn the game in our favor uh, when we beat New England. Things were not going our way. He makes a big sack, and it seemed to kind of change the game. But... So can Michael Parsons, so can somebody else uh, who we may draft. You never know. Uh, but we'll see. Baseball season's rolling around. They're getting going here soon. Any expectations for the, the Rangers again? Yeah, the Texas Rangers are going to knock the Boston Red Sox out of the playoffs. Somewhere in the next 20 years, you know. So that Somewhere in the next 20 years. So remember that, Max. I said 20 years, not this year, 20 years. Are the Yankees? Uh, fans? No, they don't are like Yankees? They'll knock whoever they like out. Uh, uh, no, I mean I we're not we're not That's expecting a- much from the Rangers. Uh, no. I think for them to have a better year than last year, I think would be an upside. Uh, you know, Man. I'm willing to. I'm, I'd be interesting to see who, how the new uh, additions of the guys that they got uh, help uh, and hurt us that they got rid of. Uh, I'm Ian Kiner Falafalala, whatever he says last name. That's what I call him. You know, like a big hero. La 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 la. Yeah. Uh, la, 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 la la You know, but you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, it'll probably be the you know Red Sox or Yankees winning it again. Um, our Astros, more than likely, they're going to win the division for sure. Uh, you know, I'm not the Astros. I'm good. Uh, 
I, I don't feel just because they're a Texas team, we have to cheer for them at all. And, and that's the funny thing about it is we'll talk to other ones and they're like, oh, they're from Texas. You need to cheer for them. Okay. And I, I use this to uh, Chelsea's grandmother. We call her, we call her grand. Don't call her grandma. Uh, I said, okay, you cheer for Texas team because Texas A&M was in the national championship. Are you cheering for them? No, uh, exactly. <laughs> cheer for who you want to cheer for uh, and don't worry about it. So, uh, we'll see, but uh should be interesting. Like I said, uh, we'll have to catch a game for sure this year. Uh, we caught one last year. It was amazing. Uh, beautiful ballpark they got. Um, we'll see. Uh, maybe we'll go to a Cowboy game this year if they suck really bad, um, which could be the case. You never know. I don't have high expectations this year, but we'll see. Those could change. Uh, what are your final thoughts, sir? Uh, as always, uh, hang on, you know, I never got no final thoughts, y'all. Uh, we always wing it. Um, you know, of course, Texas lost, and you know, Nancy double A, nothing, nothing new there. We all knew that. Surprised? I'm surprised they made it out of the first round. Let's be honest, I'm surprised they actually made it in there, you know. Um, but uh, no, the real. Uh, give our stuff a try if you hadn't already, because you never know. We just may get hooked on Big Taste, Big Flavor, Big Salinas. And check us out anywhere you get your podcast. Uh, make sure you're following us on Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube, um, all those little social media sites. Um, and then, of course, check out the small business that I shouted out this week, StillThereShineSauce.com. Um, he's got some amazing, delicious, good sauces. Like I said, he's got a black, blackberry sauce. Um, it's still their shine sauce. Uh, and if you're wanting to up your uh, competition game, um, definitely get you some Holy Smoke stuff. Some ant, hit up Adam or Michelle. Um, and if you want some killer injections, Texas Oil Dust has got some. That's what I use in my injections um, with the pork. Uh, brisket, chicken. I got my own uh, brine that I am working on, so stay tuned. All right, yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely check those guys out at AMP. They do great stuff. Uh, for sure, and all the rubs. Like I said, anytime you buy a rub, try it out. Try it twice. There's so many good ones out there. Um, we love them all. We wish nothing but good thoughts and good vibes for everyone. Um, for sure, definitely go check out my small business, Infinite Pro Renovations, if you need anything renovated to your house. Maybe, hey, they'll do whatever you need. They're up for the money. Uh, definitely give them a shout out on Facebook uh, and get in touch with Les Delgado, and he will take care of you for sure. Um, and of course, anytime you're out there by the pit or you're cooking, do it with love, do it with passion. Have any questions, let us know, and we will see you down the road. Uh, the original five levels are big, healthy, husky, fluffy, and damn! People ask, what could be bigger than damn?